Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our first podcast of the day. It is officially racing day. Uh, this is the Wickham 5 Series, and I'm Kate Stallings, and I'm joined by Randy over here. Hey, guys, welcome to the Whitcomb Classic oh 125. I feel the thunder, which is our motto for today. But before we get started, I just want to say for all those racer fans out there is that the Lottery and DraftKings Sportsbook has got you covered. New customers get a risk-free bet for up to $150 or up to $50. Bet doesn't... Uh, hit the promo code bet new uh, New Hampshire so bet NH so you guys can download the app today and I think we have someone new on today well you know yeah hi nice to meet you Ben Dodge hey not yeah. close <laughs> <laughs> nice very nice Jack Aroot joins us here on the first podcast here at the Whitcomb 125 Jackie we saw some heck of a race show yesterday but this is going to be the magnificent show you know when you go to a concert and they have an opening act, okay? And the opening act gets you amped up. The opening act, you know, gets, gets the blood going. Well, not denigrating at all the Monocle Ford Tri-Track Series, but that's what they were. We're the Eagles, there okay? You go. The we're, Eagles. we're the Rolling Stones. Feeling the thunder. We, we are... We are whatever your favorite rock band is, and I'm showing my, I'm dating myself, right? Age, age is because okay. Because there's people listening to this podcast that are going, it's like my daughter one time came to me and said, Dad, do you know that Paul McCartney had a band before Wings? <laughs> <laughs> and also joining Kate and I today to my right, we'd call him the professor, <laughs> I would think, by now with this uh, event. Greg Whitcomb, Greg, we can't thank you and your team at GW Promotional Group enough. Man, what a show we have, and you brought the weather with you. Uh, isn't it a beautiful day? Made it happen, buddy. Uh, I got one question for you, though. Shoot it up. Are you ready to rumble? I am ready to feel the thunder. Jack, again, I got to say thank you to you. For, I mean, this this is not just a beautiful day, but you and I have been two and a half years at this, and it's here, buddy. Yeah, and, and the, the beautiful thing for those of you that are listening to this and are headed out here to Monadnock, it's we're introducing some things that have a NASCAR <coughs> Cup Series uh, affiliation. Got a, we've got a choose rule. We're running segments. Uh, we've got a green and white checkered flag for the end of the segment. We've got fan uh, involvement, well, you know, redraw for positions. It's because we want to establish the Whitcomb Five and specifically this Whitcomb Classic as when you watch it, it's similar to what you're used to, and that's great short track racing, but it has a different flair to it, and we're only going to grow with it. You're right. It's been a dream of yours for five or six years. You, you, you started talking to me about it, and I'll be perfectly honest with you, Randy. Uh, I, I thought he had a screw loose. Okay. <laughs> you know what? More than one person has said that it, to indeed. me. <laughs> but it is, it more, is more, than, more than one. And it is upon us. And the one thing I learned over two and a half years, they don't make enough Xanax to deal with them. And I'm telling you, you know, I think what is really most important about today and about racing in general, Jackie, you come from the family of racing. Greg comes from the family of racing. We're making new members here present with our family and our sport. And I tell you what, family events. Holy moly, have you got enough going on up in the midway, my friend? Uh, yeah, I mean, my, my wife putting together the kids' zone, putting all that together. 
that's just another added thing that we've done. We're bringing it in so that the, the, the adults can bring in their kids and they can you know, be entertained and stuff. Because granted, the racing is, is, is the racing. But what we're doing is, is we got something for the kids to do too. And um, you know, my wife brought it in with doing, um, uh, even for, what did I said, the, the, adult, the adult kids, the, the teenagers and everything. We got the cornholes things, we got yard Yeah, yard but the, you know, Greg, the problem was I saw somebody that's far older than I thought would be uh, playing in the, the sandbox yes. with the Tonka toys, you know, the yeah. construction equipment. His first name is Randy, I think. <laughs> yes, exactly. Hey, you know what? We're all big kids. <laughs> well, we, we had to get him out of there and change his clothes <sighs> so he could come down to the podcast. You guys are just too demanding sometimes, I swear. <laughs> so, Kate, what are you thinking about this whole situation? Well, I know you've been talking about it for a while. We've been doing a podcast or two to get ready for this day. I'm excited. Uh, I like that we're going to be podcasting more, bringing everyone through the day with us and as we continue the excitement we're down in the pit area which is such a nice change this is this is a very very cool area to be in um and we got the whole tech crew down here so shout out to them you, you guys are doing great and so it's going to get loud here shortly which i'm very excited about and you, you know you guys know this you know this, this is your uh, your your love and your territory here so i'm excited just to be here with you guys yeah i mean i i told you last year september kate you know it it, it may is a long ways away but it's going to be here fast, and you and, and you here. you were talking about so many fun things, and I was like, man, he's really he's really bringing in everything. I you know I'm sure you guys got the same calls I did about we're adding this, we're adding this, and I said, oh man, this is going to be a great year for racing. But that's that wasn't terrific. just me though; it was Jackie. Oh, you know, it was yeah. Jackie too. Jackie this goes, hey, how about this point. idea? This is a terrific point though, Kate, because the NASCAR Advance Auto Parts Weekly Racing Series that caters to the diehard race yeah. fans, and what you're witnessing is what I hope. A lot of people that come here for the entertainment leave here this evening and say to themselves, hey, it's worth us to consider coming back. So I put a lot of value in your perspective as a first timer. Mm -hmm. And my goal as the consultant to Greg has been how can we wow them? How can we make them feel that they have a stake in this? And look, I'll be the first to admit, we're going to try some things. Hopefully, knock on wood, some of them will work. If there are others that don't work, A, I'll blame Randy. Nice. B, I'll blame Greg. I'll go deny, but we'll fix it by the next one. Mm -hmm. right. So we value your input. Absolutely. We value the fans' input. And the best way for you fans, after you've experienced this, go to the website, leave a message, and look. Give us I, suggestions. I have a theory, all right? Did you realize, the three of you, that in 1929... Coca-Cola took cocaine out of the recipe for Coca-Cola. Right. Yes. Since that day forward, all original thought has ceased. Instead, what you do is you take old ideas and you fashion them into the 21st century. And that opens the door to try and do things a little bit differently. And that's what the Whitcomb Classic and this Whitcomb 5 program is all about. And, and the beauty is we're bringing in some terrific partners, but more importantly, our primary and most important partnership is with the competitors. There's been such For a sure. buzz. The, the early indication here in the pit area, last night there were 25 cars for $10,000 to win. The, the, the estimate right now, according to track officials, is that we'll have in excess of 35 modifieds trying to vie for a starting 
spot in this afternoon's uh, Whitcomb Classic. You know, from a short track industry, when was the last time Monadnock, Randy, had to run a last chance qualifier? For sure, it's uh, when you fill the field and make it the the field to be and want to be a part of. Sammy Ramo, hats off to that team last night, and he's back with us today in his uh, great car. I, I think you've got some impressive people coming up through that are just looking forward to just being a part. All they want to do is be a part. They could have, you know, whatever happened last night happened, but today is fresh, fresh ideas, ready to go, and these families and these teams are ready to bring And it an on. entirely 180-degree turn in terms of strategy. Introducing the stage concept. The first stage will be 75 laps, then there'll be a green and white checker. Gee, does it sound familiar like what you saw just last <laughs> week at Talladega? For sure. And the top 10 drivers, they earn... Uh, uh, playoff points for the championship weekend back here at Monadnock in September. And then what happens is you get to run the last 50 laps. The strategy, and you saw it unfold with Sammy. Sammy led, didn't take the bait last night when everybody came to the pits about 40 laps into the race, but he learned a valuable lesson, and that lesson is managing the tires. And I think that now this stage strategy, because the other thing we're going to have is what NASCAR fans already are aware of uh, is what's called a non-competitive pit stop. Once the field is put here inside the paddock area for their pit stop, if they elect to go into the pits to make changes, then five minutes later, the horn will go off. They don't lose any positions and they come back and they fill in behind anybody that elected to stay out. And it's going to be fun to see. Do you take the bait? Or do you look at someone like young Kimball last night that had a crate motor against some of these high, super-powered Monaco Ford entries and do the entire race without a pit stop? Right. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, something else I want to bring up, Randy, is I want to thank uh, Audemars and Fairfields for coming on as the title sponsor and uh, also here being uh, on our uh, on-site podcast. We want to thank Truly. Uh, hired uh, Seltzer, and I uh, appreciate everything that they've uh, done for this series and going forward. And I'm telling you, you know, again, back to our sport, we don't survive here, you know, with the Whitcomb 125 or the Whitcomb 5 Series without sponsorship. The tracks every week, they rely on that sponsorship that you see on the back billboards. Support those people because they're supporting our sport and everybody that's involved. We'll give a little wave to Lisa Patton from the 24 team. And, uh, you know, it's just it's it's a big organization put together by a lot of just passionate people who want to be involved, and well, it's great to see. Exactly. I mean, everybody talks about it. Go back to the days when uh, we went into Cup, Jackie. You know, my, my father he uh, did it out of his own pocket for the first year and a half and everything. And then we sat down one day and said, if we don't get a sponsor, we can't continue. I'm not spending my life savings doing it because nobody can. And Jackie's always said, you know, it, my father even said it. He says, you want to make a small fortune? Start with, a big, start with a big one. Start with a big and one. And, exactly. you know, so that's what we did. And it's, it's in the book that we did. Jackie's even mentioned it to people. We, we came within a short time of two weeks of shutting down before we be even got to the Daytona 519. I guess I should let the cat out of the bag. Uh-oh. All right. All right. Part of our pre-race festivities is I was very, very fortunate to go back into my archives. And when we introduce our Grand Marshal and really the namesake for this entire effort, for Greg's sure. dad, uh, Bob Whitcomb, 
we go back and trace that story. And to me, it was such a fascinating story because of the fact that here's a team that's on the brink of hanging it up. Not the first team that faced that. No. All right, we had it with but the Hendrick Motorsports. They were they were that that race. That was they the last win, race was at Martinsville with Jeff Bodine. Right. He was hanging it up. Right. But in this case, how the lifelong childhood dreams of a Granite State businessman came to this close. All right, to not being fulfilled until it intersected with a young man from Spanaway, Washington who, because of a knee injury, had his Major League Baseball career and the promise there just totally taken off the board, and he turned to auto racing. And then their dream was to win the Daytona 500. You need to be here this this afternoon because we are going to tell that story with clips from Ken Squire, from oh. Motor Racing Network, and, and relive that moment. Of February because, 18th of 1990. And, and, Absolutely. you know, help people appreciate what the significance of this entire Whitcomb 5 series is all about. Right. And, and before even that, it goes back uh, um, being here at Monadnock. And that's why that's right. the Whitcomb Classic will always be here because we have made this now with the track the home of the Whitcomb Classic. Um, and it started here in 1975, and we have which by the honored, way we yeah. have that driver here, yeah. Brian Ross, flying Brian Ross. I'll tell you what, what a competitor Brian was. You know, you saw him like in you know you look at tradition, go from tradition to day now. We saw last night in Matt Kimball, in Todd Pattenon. In all these local guys, that Brian Roby, Brian Roby, what a great, great tire management Roby did last night. Well, look, that's the key, you know. And and whether you like it or not, tire management and extra distance Oof. races is one of the strategies. One year ago in September, when we ran our first Whitcomb race, I was going to say that, yeah. All right, Pat. It, you know, I remember you and I. You you actually teed me up and says, "What's wrong with Todd Patton?" In the first segment, and I said. He's thinking it through, and he's conserving his tires. He, but watch, all of those guys that absolutely dominated the first part of that race, For sure. when that stage break happened, where were they when they dropped the checkered flag? Exactly. And who was out front? I'm going to drop, drop the mic on myself for a little bit and uh, bring in a special guest, okay? Absolutely. Who are we we'll take in? all those special guests. I'm looking out, Jackie, out in the uh, crowd there, and I see this guy in his uh, Whitcomb uh, white and red and white hat, S.J. Avonson. Yeah. I think I know Holy who we're bringing on. Moly. You think? I think. Oh, and look at this. A legend. Speaking of legends. Oh, boy. We're going we're gonna, to, uh, I'm going to swap mics with, uh, with Bob so he can sit right next to you to Jackie. Yeah, it's good to have Bob back. Absolutely. You know, it's, Welcome, Bob. Come on in, my friend. See, you have to understand, when, when you get to be Bob's age or to my age, we don't buy green bananas, okay? No. We, you know, we, we, we live in the moment, and it was so great to renew our acquaintances, Bob, last, last year in September. And then to have all of this concept come to fruition, kicking off with this race today, it named in your honor, and uh, you know, called the Whitcomb Classic, and it's good to see you. You know what? I, I think you look a hell of a lot better than I do, and you're, like, what, 12, 13 years older than I am? 85. 85, 85 years, years young. Yeah. 85 years young. You can see 85 it. is the new 55. Is it? There that. you go. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I got many years to come, then, Bob. 
Many years to come. Hopefully, you'll enjoy yourselves today. What's your fondest memory about any race here at the Monadnock Speedway? What's your fondest memory? Do you have a, a more favorite one than another? No, I don't think so. Not really. Uh, uh, I remember uh, he's right, o- right over there. There, uh, Brian Ross. He won the very first one <coughs> that uh, that I sponsored uh, down here or my company. Yeah. Um, back in 1975, and we sponsored him. Uh, the Was Wickham, that your first ever race yeah, here sponsored? Yeah, yeah. Great. And we sponsored it for several years. Yes. Sir. Uh, after that, uh, and uh, I, I, no, I don't think so any uh one particular race uh of course a lot of the a lot of the drivers uh, of course i ended up in the cup racing and yes uh, sir and uh, but a lot of the drivers that won the whitcomb race down here uh, ended up in cup series you know the bodines uh, the bouchards uh, uh, uh richie evans uh, uh oh a lot of them a lot of them that won our race uh, here at Monadnock. Yeah, and, and I think it's important to note for people like Kate that this was an era when it was unheard of, Bob, for New Englanders to venture down south because at that time we had we, we, we had Race Hill Farms, then right. you came along, and that was astonishing. And here's why. Because it wasn't a national sport. Yeah. It was a regional sport. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't talk with a, with, with, with a southern twang, if you didn't know what grits and, and liver mush was, you were behind the eight ball. But you then took, Bob, and this, you know, our relationship was all the way back then. You didn't allow that to stop you from pursuing your dream when you said, you know what? I'm in my mid-50s. I, I've done a lot of great things in the construction business. I'm going to go pursue my dream. And, and, you know, to me, I think that's part of the aspect that needs to be celebrated is the fact that you didn't let reality deter you from going after your dream. That, that's true. And, uh, and of course, what, uh, you know how we all got going. Uh, when I decided I wanted to do that, uh, then I... Uh, uh, took uh, Kenny Bouchard uh, from here. The that, mayor. That yeah. He had won uh, a few of our races up here. Sure. Because his brother, too, Ronnie, who I knew very well. But then he uh, uh, took Kenny down there and and then. Uh, one rookie uh, of the year. Yeah, and it, yeah, right. Yep. And then uh, uh, I was, uh, like uh, Jackie said, you know, Northern boy going down that Southern sport. For sure. But I. Uh, I, uh, I cooled it and took it easy and uh and uh one guy that uh, helped me an, an awful lot uh really get going was uh uh rick hendrick ah. hendrick motorsports there you go and uh rick was a big help uh and uh it actually he ended up uh doing our engine program and uh he uh uh when after he did that he, he got a hold of chevrolet and he said i'm going to do whitcomb's engine program and he said i want him on the deal so it was on the complete Chevy yeah. deal. Perfect. So Rick was very, uh, very helpful, and uh, Richard Childress was another one that mm. was a, a big help uh, to me. So they uh, they took the Northern boy under their wing. I guess you well, yeah, that. but remember one thing: they still called you like they called me a damn Yankee. Uh, oh oh <laughs> yes. yes, oh you, you, yes, right. 
That line is somewhere in the sand somewhere, and it just never seems to go away. But, Bob, when we're sitting talking here, you know, we were talking about this last night with some of the race race competitors here and that. You know, and I've, I've been blessed with being around these folks and around guys like you. I have never seen anybody help their competitor more than a race guy. Their no, competitors will help each other. It doesn't matter if you just wrecked each other. They'll be fixing each other's car to get them back on the track. You're right. They and do. it's just an awesome, awesome hey, feeling. I, I say this on my podcast all the time. I said there's, there's a unique aspect to the sport, and it has several tiers. Motorsports is you, you, you have to have a level of dedication that I don't think exists in the NFL. It doesn't exist in Major League Baseball, with all due respect to other professional sports. But the other thing is, there's a profound respect, okay? Yeah, all right, in Major League Baseball, there's a brushback pitch and there's a bench-clearing ball, whatever there. Yeah, here, you know, you may be angry for the moment. And I always tell people that don't know anything about racing, what you're about to witness they're going to be men and women that are going to go out there and they're going to lay it all on the line. For sure. And on short track racing, in front of their friends and family, all right? And they're going to allow the emotion to override their good judgment. <laughs> they will actually go For out sure. there and try to look, beat the living crap out of each other. And then when it's all said and done, they all get back in the garage area and they go to work to make sure that every single one of those teams is ready for the next For week. sure. Tell me another sport that does that. None. There is none. Do you think the New England Patriots oh, gosh, no. are going to go to the L.A. Rams and, you know, say, hey, say, you know, hey, we want to hey. share our playbook yeah. with yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've seen that, and it doesn't work real yeah. well. well. It usually ends up in fine. Well, the one, the one common denominator, though, back in the Brady days is, you know, as Bob knows, the key in cup racing, the key here, air pressure. Oh, yeah. for sure. Okay. Air pressure. Tom Brady would have made a great crew chief because, you know, he wanted to run those balls a little flat, just a little deflated. softer than know. everybody else. So it gives you grip, right? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you, you talk about that, and, and, and again, we have folks, uh, a great time. Tire guy was Mario Fiore for years uh, with a teddy bear pool car. Mario was the tire guru. We're going to see Tommy Barrett today, his protege. His protege. Great, yeah. great lot of racing. He's a great young hot shoe, but I'll Not tell you Not that what, young anymore, well, my friend, yeah. you know? Exactly. Yeah. However, through the maturity... He learned a lot. Well, from the and veterans. look, you were all defined by the the, the untoward or unfortunate things that happen. For sure, you know, as a youngster, he he made a mistake, okay, and it probably cost him the fast track that he was it on. Sure did. But I've always looked at it and said, we're we're not defined by our successes. We're defined by what we end up doing in failure. For sure. And I, hey, Tommy Barrett's one of the cats that you better keep your eyes open here he sure and watch be. today. Listen, I'm going to run. Believe it or not, I've got a lot to do. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And you already missed the announcer's meeting. Oh, well. All right. So, all right. So I'll, you're, sit, I'll sit with Bob and hang out I, with him I think that's a wonderful idea. So, awesome. So here's your assignment, yes, Randy. Sir. Okay, because you missed it. It's like having to start in the back of the oh, pack. Oh, boy. Yep. Here we go. Tire when management. We, when we get into warm-ups, you have been dispatched to the crowd, and we want you during warm-ups to do exactly what you're doing here. Talk to the people. Find out how excited they are, what they anticipate, because they are just as important as the competitors, and For we sure. want them all, most importantly, 
want to have fun today. Absolutely. It's going to be wanna a have blast. Fun. I'll tell you what. When we talked, yeah, yeah. When we talked about the last sky. night. Yep, sorry, Kate. Uh, when we talked last night about just Yeah, doing stop interrupting, thing. okay? She I is know. a lady. I know. <laughs> I, my manners are... I'm used to it. Oh, come on now. Uh, but anyways, long and short of it is, it is about do what we're going to do Do you notice that I can fans. get him distracted and then he's like... He does. There you are. this all the time. In. Yeah. Um, however, this day is about the fans. Yes, uh, indeed. The fans are the reason we do what we do. These competitors do what they do. And this is the way we push just as hard as you know what I've always said? The sport is a sport and assembly of common men and women that are dedicated to accomplishing the uncommon. Amen. These boys, these folks. And that's it for my philosophy because I kind of flunked up. We do. All right. All right. Is Bob Bob staying with us? Are you going to hang with us or are you going to move along? You can hang because I think we're going to bring one of your veterans in. Oh, yeah. Brian Ross. Come on in, Brian. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. You're very welcome, Bob. We're great to have you here. And uh, we're we going to we're gonna do a little seat swap. Or, uh, Bob's going to sneak his way out. I'm, I'm going to mic cue hold here there if I go. can. Well, it's been a few days, my friends, since we've seen each other. Welcome to the GW Promotional Group, Whitcomb 125. None other than flying Brian Ross. My friend, good to see you. Good to be here. What do you think, man? What a gorgeous day. Yeah, it is a beautiful day. Couldn't ask for any better. And boy, this place is really looking good here. Yeah, and you've seen it, you know, in a few days later. And and now when it's new, what do you think that the Wren family's done with this place? Isn't it amazing? Fantastic. 47, probably 47 years ago, I won the Whitcomb 100 here. <laughs> wow. Isn't that seemed like a just yesterday? Jeez, I guess so. Butterflies <laughs> in the stomach still, pulling those belts tight for the last time, yeah, yeah. and just making it run. So take us back through your career, Brian. You had a phenomenal, phenomenal career. Um, what is some of your most memorable moments about your career what do you remember being some of the things? Because you guys were making handmade cars then, not these production cars and that kind of stuff. And we were talking with Dale Avanchin, SJ's son, about some of the lap times turned last night in these tour-type modifies. You guys were turning those then. Yeah, well, the, the rules have changed a lot. You know, they changed the offset rules, and, you know, I'm not sure what they're doing with the motors. I know the motor rules have changed, but the one of the biggest things they did that slowed down the cars was change the offset rules. You know, we were up running 58%. At one time, they were running 60 and over percent wow. left-side cars, and they, you know, NASCAR put a rule in for that and backed it down to 58%. But even going from 58 to, I think it's 55 now or something like that, makes a big, I big think difference in the cornering is. speed. You know, and the cornering speed is where it's at. Well, and, you know, here at Mananuk, the high banks are tricky. One and two is not like three and four. Uh, some of the things that we see take place is that you may not have all the power, like Matt Kimball running the crate car last night, against a tour-type engine. But, boy, he was making that thing stick for sure. Yeah, you know, this place was kind of unique, and I kind of, for some reason, it, I just took to it right away. And um, I, I could, I was just talking to Dave Sutherland about that, you know. and I, The I voice could actually, of Mananak Speedway. Yeah, and, and he, he actually reminded me about it. I could actually, uh, a guy said to me one time, how do you bend that car in two right in the middle of the corner? <laughs> 
And for some reason, I just figured this place out right away, and that's about what I could do, you know. And I could go into three and, and just pass two cars on the bottom there because I could get into three and just bend the car. and Could do the same thing up, uh, up here in the bank on this end, you know. For some reason, uh, that just came to me naturally, and that was a, probably uh, the biggest answer to my success here. And I won quite a few races here. You sure did. With the 87, uh, with Bob Garbarino's Mystic Missile, and also with my own 73 car. Yeah, a tough thing to see, um, you know, as racing goes on throughout the years, Bob has now shut down the operation of the Mystic Missile. And, you know, he was a car that was always like everybody looked for, no matter who was in that seat. Right. Um, and there was a lot of talent, yourself included, that drove those cars for Bob. Um, it was tough to kind of see that team disappear, but all these new teams reappearing. And it's really kind of great to see. I mean, we're looking at cars, double loaders here at Manadnock Speedway. I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess it's like anything else in sports, you know. Um, it just evolves. Uh, Jackie and I were talking on our way in here about the the evolution of the modified division. I, and sure. I, I had an interesting story for him. Um, that orange car that I built in 1982 that was so successful in 83 and on, I won the Stafford Championship with it, won, you know, a lot of races down there with it and all in different places, Thompson. And <clears throat> anyways, um, that car, um, I sold it. And then years later, somebody told me it was for sale. I went and got it and redid it. Nice. And, um, uh, back to original. And um, they wanted it for the museum in Saratoga, Saratoga Auto Museum, which Beautiful. is right near me. And I, I'm a member there and all. So uh, um, I took it up there, and at the same, uh, Ronnie Hedger oh. put this deal together. There you go. He wanted to have my car and a car of Wes Moody's. Wow. Because we're both from Saranac Lake. Sure. So Wes had a coupe. Oh. And I had that orange yeah. little 42-inch tall car, you know. <laughs> So when we brought the two cars in there, the people, the the volunteers at the at the museum said, "My gosh, there's a big difference in these cars," and it, the light came on, and I said to them, "You know, the difference in these cars is 10 years or less. That's how sure. fast the division, the Changed. modified division, evolved into what you see today. Now it's pretty much very similar today, you know." But um, we lived through a, a great time, and, and we're in racing through probably one of the best times that you could ever be in at those years of evolution and, and uh, so much ingenuity and all. Well, and that uh, was really f f a lot of fun to be a part of. Yeah, and, and again, you folks built all your cars. You did all the adjustments. You made things work. You're right. Difference in rule package probably uh, you know changed and evolved with as it went along. But you guys were the craftsmen. You were the ones that said, wait a minute, we've got to put more offset. We've got to do this. Weight distribution's got to be different. You know, working the tire rule, working all that stuff. It's just amazing to see when I watch these, uh, when they watch the uh, antique racers come and look at those old vintage modifieds. Well, I'll tell you what, you look at some of Bob Donahue's stuff, it isn't much different than what's sitting here right now, just a little difference in tweak. Yeah, and a big part of it, too, um, was always the little things. I was just mm. uh, mentioned this to a fellow down the aisle here, that was, or down the line here I was talking with. 
the, some of the little things that you came up with in your head that would make you so successful and until somebody else caught on to what you were doing, you know? Exactly, <laughs> giving away the trade secret. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was a lot of fun to be uh, in racing in that, in that time. And uh, Well, I can tell you as a fan, a very young fan at that time, I can tell you watching you perform here was amazing. There were so many great folks that ran together with each other. The days of Punky Karen, the days yeah. of of Kenny and Ronnie yeah, Bouchard. Right. I oh, mean, yeah. I can remember Tough competition. Yeah. I I never can forget as a young kid standing over there in the pits, and it used to be a green and red light when you guys qualified. Mm-hmm. And when they time trialed, I remember Kenny Bouchard, your driver, Bob, sitting there, eyes focused. Hand on the hand, one hand on the wheel, one hand on the stick, and he was called the mayor for a reason when he blasted off that coming out of turn two, and he was ready to show what that car could do. Yeah, it was amazing, amazing yeah. times. Those guys were awesome. You guys were there fantastic. There was a lot of good talent from up in this country here. Uh, Punky Karen was very talented. Ooh. You know, uh, you think about Dynamite Ollie Silva. Ooh, Ollie Silva. Put on some good shows here, right? Sure. And um, some of the guys. Uh, uh, Kirby Montes, great competitor, the Fun mountain man. Guy to be around, you know? absolutely. Uh, just uh, a lot of a lot of good names. Uh, Dwight Jarvis, another really nice family and a great competitor. Um, I'm leaving out a lot of names of guys and, and there's a chung. Part of the country absolutely. Really put on a show here and most every other place they went to. Folks like Jim Boniface, yep. um, you know, just all this local talent. And looking back now and seeing over our shoulder what the local talents come in the fruition now. I'm telling you what, you, you guys started the legacy and these guys are continuing your future and our future of this sport. Yeah, I can't wait to see the races today. These are a lot of good-looking cars here, you know, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, I think. Huh, Bob? Yeah, very. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's some darn good-looking cars out there. and uh, Some of the guys you were just mentioning brings back memories for me, too. Uh, all those old timers, oh God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Young, we call them young competitors with a yeah. with a tradition of legends. In, you know what I mean? They gotta yeah. have that legacy legend. Yeah, yeah. No, we we had a, a a couple of shows here too um, uh, that were like championship shows too, and you know Richie and Jerry Cook and those uh. guys had come up, you know. And uh, I remember one night um, here as uh, in one of those races, and I'd got to second, and and I was pretty sure I was gonna get. Cookie was leading. I was pretty sure I was going to get him, and uh, I broke. The car broke. I was yeah. driving a missile, you know. My heart was broken, but, you know, they towed that car off, and um, something broke in the rear, and so they had to pick up the back of it, and I was sitting on the side of the car, and I got a standing ovation from the crowd. <laughs> I broke. I got a standing ovation. It wasn't because I broke. It's because we put on a good show. Exactly, you know? and the fans are what drive oh, it. Oh, yeah. The they fans, sure do. Yeah, they, they get they get you excited. Sometimes it's like you or love you. You're not quite sure where you are in that campaign <laughs> yeah. some days. But the bottom line is, if not, you've got at least one fan in the crowd that's going to yeah. cheer you on no matter yeah. what. And that's the great thing we yeah. need to know about. Yeah. Well, I know that Greg just went up to uh, – the top there to go check on a few things and it looks like we're wrapping up our, our podcast here i just got the nod so uh it was great to have you on brian and bob as always you thank guys you. excited thank you very much i think we're thank all excited you, yes. here okay 
We uh, we feel like we lost you in transition. Oh today. no, that's okay. And uh, she's she's over here giving the nudge and the thumbs up to make sure we're everyone, doing it all the right way. Everyone's just nodding to me about when to do things. So exactly. I, I will close up this uh, this podcast and just let you know again: the lottery and DraftKings sportsbook has you covered. New customers get a risk-free bet up to fifty dollars if your first bet does not hit. So you can use promo code BET B E T and then NH for New New Hampshire. You guys can download the app today. Again, that is for DraftKings. So thank you guys for listening and joining on. We had a whole bunch of different guests today, so uh, we're going to continue. This is the one. This is the first of three, so uh, we're going to be pretty busy today. Running around is crazy. Guys, thank you very much. Enjoy your day. Brian, great to see you. Bob, awesome as always. We'll talk soon. Oh, we made it.